Da -da -da. Well, look at us. Hey. Having the time of our lives. Hi. How are you? I'm sleepy. Yeah? I, well, it's, woke, it's I woke up from, from a nap, which is why I needed 15 extra minutes. Because I, I was like, oh, she's working hard. <laughs> I was finishing this chapter and suddenly sleep overtook me. But then I realized it's because I got the flu shot this morning. And I oh, always get that. tired yeah. when I get a flu shot. So, took a nap. And that's why I'm 15 minutes late. <laughs> yeah, vaccinations just always knock me on my ass. I get them. And then yeah. it's, I either, like, when I got the, like, because I got COVID when it was going through, but I was asymptomatic when I had it. Mm -hmm. But then when they, like, gave me the vaccine, I was, like, I was shivering. I was, like, shaking. I was dying. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, God. Have you gotten COVID again since then? Nope. Wow. And I'm I got my boosters I'm glad you're chilling with, chilling with COVID. Anyway, yeah, y'all get vaccinated. Here's my little band-aid. Get vaccinated, stay safe, stay healthy. Even if and it's take just the flu. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor. How are you, bald Paul? Uh I'm doing good. Just waiting for uh jobs to get back to me. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I also need to clarify to everyone, Paul is not actually bald. He just cut his hair for an interview and is no longer like hobbity curls, which is still yeah. looks good. It's just It's fucking... just I mean, this is middle middle school Paul. I've not had hair like this since middle school. That long, yeah? Wait. Wow. No, high school, not high school? school. High school. Yeah, as soon as I was in college. I just stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> I would literally only get haircuts when I would like visit home and my uh, dad would cut my hair and that would be it. I heard you give a good haircut per fit. I, I mean, I can, I can, I can certainly trim hair. I can't give a <laughs> proper haircut. Would you be able to shave the sides of my, mo my mohawk? Oh yeah, that I could do. I can, mm. I can do like, I can shave sides. I can't do, like, proper styling up top. That's definitely okay. uh, someone who gets paid to do that. But, like, <laughs> as your friend who doesn't get paid to do that, yeah, I'll shave your sides. I'll give you a tip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly, buy me dinner, and then we can call it even. Done deal. Done deal. Get a hamburger or something. Anyway. <laughs> I get you a $3 taco from Taco Bell. Honestly, yeah. No like, Baja I'd be, Blast like, Gelato. I'd, I'd say it, ha it would have to be, a, like, a very cheap meal as well. Like, I would not accept, I... like, a steak dinner. That's for, like, a better time. You don't want to go to Fleming's and get a medium rare steak with a side of Is this another L.A. place that needs to be gone to? I don't know about needs to. It is a very fancy, it is a very nice, classy meal. However, I enjoy those meals just as much from, like, the mom-and-pop shops that are, you know, yeah, $20 cheaper. So. Heck, I like those just at home when you've cooked it yourself and you can, like, control how the steak is cooked. Speaking of cooking stuff yourself, it's almost my birthday, Paul. It's Ooh. almost red velvet cake time. Okay. Don't think I've I forgotten. Will, I will definitely have to go to your apartment to bake it because we have no room in our apartment for me. <laughs> fair, we fair, have no fair. counter space. We lack the counter space. I have a new oven that. too that works incredible. So it'll be Great. ready for the red velvet cake. I'll, I'll come over, we can get drunk, and I'll bake you a cake. How Perfect. about that? <laughs> I'll get it right this time because I can bring 
uh, Finn's mixer over so I can actually uh, get the... Oh, and yeah. we won't have to return to the fucking grocery store <laughs> multiple <laughs> you'll, times. You'll have all the items there and ready. I will be prepared this time. You mean you remember the red food coloring and the red velvet Shut- cake? Okay. Easy now. <laughs> Let's not rehash one of my, like, least uh... proud moments of my life. You know how, like, some people... Like, their life falls apart, and they made, like, really poor decisions. Like, oh, the worst decision I made was fucking, like, embezzling or oh oh, this sexual harassment Tax case fraud. I was a part of. Uh, like, yeah, these, like, really debilitating things. Meanwhile, I'm acting like that, except it's Paul forgot the red food dye for the red cake, which is a key ingredient. Uh, and I'm just like, like, stop looking at me! It's not that bad. It's it was just hilarious in the moment. And the cake was still good. As much as we poke fun about it, the cake was delicious. I saw nothing wrong with it. You, you, except it's all, it's never been a problem about you having judgment on it. It's about <laughs> me having judgment on it because I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You had never even tasted it before. <laughs> And of course you were like, oh, it's not bad. Because, yeah, it wasn't like a pile of shit on a cracker. It was, it was, it was an okay cake. But compared to what it could have been, what oh it God. should have been. It's like how I compare uh, what the Hobbit movies could have been to what they mm. actually are. I like the Hobbit movies just fine. Well, the third one is kind of hit or miss. <laughs> but there are, like, good elements in all of those movies. True, yes. That there was potential and there that was, was your potential. cake. Yeah. My, okay. my cake are the Hobbit movies. And I'm Peter Jackson looking back on it going, not my best work. <laughs> not my best work. Solid work, but not the best. Not my best. Could have been better. Uh, but yeah, Bye. we are continuing on through this glorious month of September, ladies and gentlemen. And Shout our- out to Virgo season. Shout out. Shout out to my mom. Oh, yeah, because my mom's a September birthday, too. Hey, uh, happy birthday, mom. She already had it, though. I had, I just, I missed the call or something. I forget. Oh, yeah, no, it was the day of the party. Ah. Uh... So on, so on the day that I should have been excited about my mom's birthday, I was more excited to meet a white man named Brennan Lee Mulligan. Hope your mom doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, she doesn't, <laughs> trust me. I assure you. No one in my family listens to this podcast. <laughs> if they do, they don't. They definitely don't. <laughs> in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Silly Marillion, your go-to source for Lord of the Rings hijinks and japes. Uh, Not information, because we don't give you information here. We give you uh, summarized knowledge. We're not giving you specifics, unless it, like, comes across me. We give entertainment. We're not Don Marshall. Come on now. If you're here for scholar-trusted sources, go away. If you're here for, like, cool, in-depth analysis of this uh, genre, wait till Molly gets on. Then we'll definitely get 
uh, in depth. But until then, you just However, have me and, if you're me here and Tori. for giggles, but if you're welcome. here for giggles and googles, and we're just having a good a old time, gaggle of silliness. Well, then you got welcome me, silly, your really. host, Paul, along with my co-host, Tori. Tori, Hi. welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Oh, hey, hi, hello. Having fun on this glorious day upon which nothing bad ever happened. It's been a great, I think that's why day. our recording's a little cursed in the beginning is because I was 9/11. like, hey, do you want to record Monday? And Paul, so excited, was like, on 9-11? Hell yeah. <laughs> Don't say I was excited. Don't say I was, was excited your- for 9-11. I kind of was. Just the memes, the memory. <laughs> What uh, did you, what exactly did you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to do a 9-11 record. I'd and I was like, oh no, what have I done? What a better time to talk about the two towers than on 9-11. This is terrible. If we have any New Yorkers listening in or any of you who might have lost a loved one on 9-11, I do apologize. We do, we do respect we do respect. I, re- yes, respect. It was a sad it's, time. It's our mockery is towards how propaganda. It's trauma based. It's trauma based, and we're of the generation where we've like seen a bunch of school shootings just happen on the drop of a hat. So, wow, we just got dark here. Yeah. We're like, hey, welcome to silly and climate Google's change is like, killing the earth. Nine eleven and nine eleven. If this is your first episode, uh. We're just Please setting don't. up really good. <laughs> go back, go back. We were, starting we were here? way more like hopeful chapter at the two beginning. Of book two. Yeah, listen to us talk about the Silmarillion proper. Oh God. So anyway, and with that, oh, I had a question. Yes, from, from a, a, lis- a listener, a listener and a good friend of mine, a friend since college. Actually, shout out to Savannah. Oh. Uh, so she, like a lot of people, adore your renditions of the songs in each chapters. And she texted me after our last recording and asked where you find the songs. I know you've mentioned it before, but if you yes. can repeat where you find them and if there's any sheet music available for them, if she wants to do a rendition. And I was like, yo, send it to me when you're done because she has I... a beautiful voice and we're going to plug it into the pod. Awesome. <laughs> uh yeah, a lot of the well, Savannah. Thank you for writing in. Um, <laughs> a lot of the uh, versions I use come from this group on YouTube cl- called uh, Clamave de Profundis. They do oh, what a name. Um, it's C L A M A V I D E P R O F U N D I S. If you just type in Kalamavi, they probably are the first thing to come up. But they are uh, a group. I think they might be siblings, even. I don't know. But they are a group who uh, have done compositions of Tolkien's songs. Uh, they have done songs for their own D&D campaign that they do in private. Mm. But they then post the songs they make for that on there. Uh, they have done a lot of... Uh, choral music like a lot of uh church music uh specifically like for like catholic mass and stuff like that like the uh uh stuff for lent and whatnot they've done christmas music uh all very choral music so they are definitely the group oh fuck uh they are definitely the group that i got too excited swung your pipe around too yeah (laughs) 
that I use for most of the renditions I do, but then I've also done a few uh, that have just come straight from the audiobook, the old audiobook for oh. uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, okay. I can't recall what actor did them, but uh, he like uh, he's done a Was few. It the voice of Gollum? Oh, not not the new ones. That's Andy Serkis okay. for the new ones. The, these ones gotcha. were like recorded in like the eighties and stuff. Like mm. they were originally on like CDs or like tapes or something. But those are the ones I grew up with. So, okay. uh, so yeah, those are the those are the sources I use for Tolkien's music. Uh, I will link Clamave yeah. de Profundis in the description for this episode. So yes. if people want to check it out, they can click there. Definitely check them out. They do fantastic work. Uh, like, their rendition of Baron and Luthien is one of my favorites. Mm. They just hit really hard. Durin's song, the song of Moria that Gimli sings, that one's a favorite. It's all oh. very, very good. Nice. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yes, they are very excellent. So yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to email them in. I'm, we're always happy to answer questions from viewers because we just don't get very many. And I realize with our uh, format, a lot of it, a lot of like questions you might have might not be answered in our regular uh, parts of the episode where we're just running over a chapter. Uh, so if you guys have any, like, detailed questions you want either me or maybe even Tori to answer. Uh, if it's lore questions, I'll be like, Paul, answer this. If you have any questions about Lord of the Rings, please email them in to me. If you have any questions about Cheetah Girls or High School Musical, <laughs> please send them in to Tori. She'll get back to you in no either time. Either way, your questions will get answered. Yeah, either way, <laughs> we will answer your questions. As And if it's about something neither of us know, heck, I might, I'm unemployed. I might just look up. What the? I might research what the answer is and then get back to you. All. We'll just spoof it. We'll just spoof <laughs> it. So yeah. And if you like our just random babblings, we have a Patreon, and we do a bonus pod every month. We do. How do you like that plug? Have you ever wondered? Gosh, I wonder what it's like when Paul and Tori are literally just hanging out and probably just I don't know, getting high, unfiltered. Yeah. Uh. Whatever we say. Whatever we just say. there in the void. No editing. Yeah, for $5, you can experience what it's like for me to be just lying on Tori's couch and then just, like, rambling, like, stream of consciousness at her and then her doing the same back to me. Uh, for $5, you can get that on our uh, monthly podcast of us just rambling and chatting. Uh, we do take requests as to what we should talk about. Uh, so if you want us to talk about a specific subject, please... Join our Patreon and then shoot us a comment on what you think we Last should talk about Last time next. we sorted Pokemon to the Fellowship and that was a really great requested suggestion from Esper. Yes. I had so much fun talking Pokemon and Lord of the Rings. I didn't know anything just, about just Pokemon, of, but it was fun to see Tori uh, really put her head into it. And then you came up with some good responses, I must say. If you wonder what it's like uh, to watch a movie with Tori and I, uh, we also do a monthly movie night where we record ourselves reacting to a movie. We also stream the movie on our Discord, which you can join if you are a $10 patron. Uh, and this month's movie will be Cheetah Girls. So, Cheetah, Cheetah Girls, Girls 2. Cheetah Sisters. Gotta do what we gotta do. Gotta bring up the power and they speak the truth. 
Sorry, I was possessed. It's <laughs> by Raven Simone, who is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of still alive Raven Simone. Oh, fuck. I dropped my fucking fiber. <laughs> I need to stop. excited today. Fucking around. Ice is going everywhere. Anyway. Anyway, we, we got the plug in early. Go up. Yeah, enough, enough of that jazz. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. The Two Towers. Chapter two. Chapter two. The writers, the writers of, of Rohan. Rohan. The horse girlies. Horse girls. Shout out to them horse girls. Shout out to the horse girls. So, Were you a horse girl growing up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I actively didn't like the movie Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. You didn't think the horse was hot? No, I didn't because it was a fucking horse. Look, I'm I understand. Okay, oh, there is you? there is an element that is like, okay, why is the horse kind of sexy? I understand that. But I've always been able to keep it in check by going it's a horse. All right. All right, just because you think you're better than the rest of us. I am better than the rest of you. I'm the most I did have horses, I must say, but I was not a horse girl because I'm allergic to horses. Oh, you're allergic to... That's a rare animal allergy to have. Mm -hmm. Well, I think actually technically I was allergic to hay, which when you're around horses... Hay is for horses. So, So I rode them like once a year, which was still lovely and just enough for me. I mean, we have cars now. They're not really necessary anymore. Horses, <laughs> Horses are for rich people at this point. That's gonna be, that's gonna be the chapter or the recording name of this. We don't need horses. Horse girls. What what what's no, the title? Girls. Oh, horse girls. Just okay. horse girls. I thought it was just gonna be. We don't need horses anymore. We have cars. <laughs> we have trains. Uh. So, with the riders of Rohan, we pick up uh back again with the three hunters. The three as, hunters. As they descend down the highlands of the Emin That name Wheel. just sounds like a boy band. Oh, I God. It. I need a picture of Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli in, like, in sync style outfits. Yeah, and imagine them breaking out. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Or, like, the puppet. Aragorn's, Aragorn's like, facial hair has to be, like, that really, like, thin, like, weird kind of gross goatee that one of them had. (laughs) I mean, if anyone's going to be the Justin Timberlake of the group, it's going to be Legolas. Legolas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Legolas with frosted tips. Yeah. Now what is Gimli's look? 90s Three Hunters is kind of (laughs) cursed. For some reason, I imagine Gimli in a crop top. I mean, I've already seen enough art of him in a crop top. Good, good. So that's more than realistic. It's what Tolkien would So the would've boy wanted. band, the three hunters, are about to meet the horse squirrels of Rosan. Yes. As they're making their way far, uh, farther down the Emin wheel. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew it was going to be distant and in. quiet. Oh. Try to hold it in. Better out than in, I always say. <laughs> this episode is just as cursed as I thought it would be. So they're tracking them uh, sort of to the northwest, because they know they're going to be heading for Isengard. And as they're moving along, they do come across orc bodies, which is kind of surprising for them. And they're like, oh, gosh, I wonder if like they're already under attack by other like 
allies of ours. Uh, mm. a, a foe of them is a friend of ours. Um, and they're like, oh, do you think it's the Rohirrim? And Aragorn goes, I think, I love this line, I think that the enemy brought his own enemy with him. Uh, and he yeah. explains that the orcs were not just one big group of orcs. There were orcs from the north as well, from Moria, among these dead bodies. And none of them were the great orcs with the strange badges, meaning the orcs who follow Saruman. Mm. So they're already kind of uh, a mixed bag of orcs when it comes to their loyalties. And there, uh, there are signs of already these fault lines appearing uh, amongst the orcs that they are now killing a few of their own and leaving their bodies behind, whether out of Brutal. fights or simple anger. Aragorn is doing his ranger things, where he, hashtag just ranger things, uh, where he's, <laughs> he's going around, he's tr uh, picking up the signs of where the orcs have gone, how many of there were, and how far they they should be making it. And is this is it now or is it later? I had a very I had an image, and I don't know if this was me reading it late at night, and I just imagined it. He does he put his ear to the ground? I, he does in the movie. Is that what is that? What is that shit? I uh, I think he does put his ear to the ground here. Because when you put he your ear to the ground, it? you can better hear uh, footbeats or uh, mm. like people like moving on the ground. You can better hear the vibrations because I uh, science fact: sound travels better in solids than it does in gases. Wow, smart! I'm just imagining Aragorn stopping mid track putting his ear to the ground and Legolas and Gimli being like, he's doing it again. There he goes again. I'm listening. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Uh, but as they are moving further away from the MN wheel, they look south during like the rising dawn. And again, I gotta read a bit of Tolkien's uh, descriptions of mm -hmm, nature. The landscape. Day leapt into the sky. The red rim of the sun rose over the shoulders of the dark land. Before them in the west, the world lay still, formless and gray. But even as they looked, the shadows of night melted. The colors of the waking earth returned. Green flowed over the wide meads of Rohan. The white mists shimmered in the, veil in the water veils. And far off to the left, thirty leagues or more, blue and purple stood the white mountains, rising into peaks of jet, tipped with glimmering snows, flushed with the rose of morning. Poetry, Jimmy, poetry. It's so beautiful that Aragorn breaks into a poem. Hell yeah. Because this is Gondor. When they look south, they are looking into the lands of Gondor, where Aragorn promised Boromir he would go, and where mm. he would do great deeds and save his people. And he yells, Gondor, Gondor between the mountains and the sea. West wind blew there, the light upon the silver tree. Fell like bright rain in the gar in gardens of kings of old. O oh, proud walls, white towers, O oh, winged crown and throne of gold. O oh, Gondor, Gondor, shall men behold the silver tree? 
or west wind blow again between the mountains and the sea. Now let us go. <laughs> and <laughs> Thanks for that moment. You have a mission. I mean, literally, he's in, like, and no one else in this group can judge him. Because you have Gimli, who started, like, when Sam's like, oh, gosh, I wonder what Mori used to be like. And Gimli's like, let me sing you a song about <laughs> what it was like. And then when they reach Lothlorien, Legolas is like, oh, this is the River Nimrodel. Guys, let me sing you this jam about the River Nimrodel. They are just a boy band. They are They are a bunch of fucking theater kids. They are theater a bunch kids. of gay theater yeah. kids. Like, no, 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 listen to this one. Listen to this one. It's perfect. <laughs> it's just an open mic night every night. It is. Gosh, can you imagine karaoke night with uh, the Fellowship? Who, oh, oh, God, we need gosh. to assign what songs they would say yes i think i have an idea for our bonus pod i'm already thinking of it let's go Go to karaoke songs writing it down <laughs> fellowship karaoke but i'm also thinking of just i want it that way tell me why tell me why that's all we have the rights for yeah we can't keep <laughs> going join our patreon if you want to hear more <laughs> so they Keep going, and we get a call back with Legolas as he looks up they in get the sky. Backs? Yeah, and he's like, "There's that eagle again, <laughs> the one we saw oh, over yeah. the what Great was River." That about he is he very was, high. Oh, and, and, people, <laughs> and was it Gimli or Aragorn that's like, "I can't see what you're seeing"? Uh, yeah, Aragorn's like, "Even I can't see what you're seeing, Legolas. He must be far aloft indeed. I wonder what his errand is." if he is the same bird that we have seen before. But then he, like, points them back over the plains, and... These feel like such little teases. Like, oh, look, Gondor! Now we're moving on. An eagle! Wonder what that's about. And then they're like, we gotta focus. Look across the plain. And Legolas is like, oh, yeah, I can see a great company on foot, but I cannot say more, nor see what kind of folk they may be. Uh, did I tell you about the flat earther elf theory no okay this is new so you know how in the lord of the rings universe in arda the world used to be flat right it used to mm -hmm. just be a flat thing suspended in space with valinor over here middle earth in the middle and then lands to the farther east yeah and then when Numenor tried to invade Valinor, Valinor broke away and the world got shaped into a sphere. Oh. But elves can still sail to Valinor. Yeah. And there's a theory that elves see the world still as it used to be, as opposed to the sphere is now. Oh, that's why. And that's why elves can see so far, because there's no curve of the so earth to them. Whoa. Because it's just all flat to them, so they can still that's see much further. wild theory. That's a cool theory. I'm accepting that into my canon. So... They would be at home with uh, fresh-cut grass and believing the uh, earth is flat. <laughs> That's a cool theory. I love that. Anyway, that's I, I, whenever I see a thing about like elves being far sided, I'm like, well, duh, they're flat earthers. Uh, flat earthers. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All flat earthers can see really well. They have twenty twenty vision. But yeah, they they see the Legolas at least sees this moving band on foot farther into the plains of Rohan, and they assume, gosh, those must be the orcs, and they 
continue on after them, and they hit the grass of Rohan. It swelled like a green sea up to the very foot of the Emin Muil. The falling stream vanished into a deep growth of cresses and water plants, and they could hear it tinkling away in green tunnels, down long, gentle slopes toward the fens of Entwash Vale far away. And the Legless just yells, Ah, the green smell! It is better than much sleep. Let us run! That's me when I am going to be visiting outside of Southern California. It's just, if I'm ever going back to the Midwest, just going, ah, the green smell. And then just run. Let us run. Along your, your flat, your flat earth, your lack of mountains. So they continue to track their footprints and they get to a point where Aragorn's like, okay, no one follow me. There's something different about these footprints. And he looks around, and he catches what he believes to be Pippin's footprints moving away from the orc footprints, till he's finally caught up again. But they do find a brooch of an elven cloak, one of the uh, leaf brooches that uh, pins the elf cloaks that they were given in Lothlorien. I love what Aragorn says about that, too. Not idly do the leaves of Lorien fall. Yep. Okay, poetry. And Just it, say, and it kind this of, brooch fell. It guarantees that the hobbits are still alive, and that they must be wanted for a specific purpose, so that... They're not all doing this for nothing. Yeah, that they they still have a chance before the orcs get to Isengard, that they know that the hobbits will at least still be alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gimli says that. We do not pursue in vain. Yes. That is heartening. And they keep going. They've run for a whole day now. They It has been a whole day since Boromir died that they've been running, basically, cross-country. Jeez, marathoning it. Forrest gumping it. Yeah, as nighttime is falling, they kind of have this debate about how... Or should we risk resting? Or should we just keep going? And they bring up the argument of, like, well, the orcs didn't even stop during the day, even though orcs hate the sunlight. These orcs are different. Why would They're the nighttime stop them any worse? They're built for tough. Built for tough. Built Isengard tough. <laughs> Orc F-150. Uh, <laughs> That's the brand of orcs they are chasing. They can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. Is it Gimme that brings up a good, a good point of they could keep running in the night, but then they might miss some signs. Of Merry and Pippin having to escape. Or have yeah. broken away. Aragorn won't be able to track the footprints as much in the dark. And there is this moment where... When they're making this decision, Aragorn is like, Okay, well, how do we end this debate? And Gimli says, You are our guide, and you are skilled in the chase. You shall choose. And Legolas goes, Yeah, you're you're basically the guy in charge. And Aragorn goes, You give the choice to an ill chooser. Since we passed beneath the Argonath, my choices have gone amiss. But then he, he agrees that for the night they will rest because they can't follow the tracks as well in the dark. And then he cast himself on the ground and fell at once into sleep. <laughs> they must be tired. They've been running... For a day? Is that what we said? Yeah, a whole day. For 24 hours, they've been running. Give me his little legs. How did he keep up? And I love, as they're all, like, going into slumber, it also then, Legolas being a fucking elf, 
But Legolas was standing, <laughs> gazing northwards into the darkness, thoughtful and silent as a young tree in the windless night. I love elves. I love elf shit. Uh, they wake up really early in the morning, and they keep. And then running. they run some more. They do some running. It's a lot of. It's just keep running. Just, just keep, keep running, running. Just keep running, 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 running. Uh, but luckily, they do have lembas, which allows them to at least have full bellies as they're making this trek. Lembas is like a backpacker's version of a granola bar. It is, but much, much better. <laughs> None of that. Na Nature Valley crumbles mm -hmm. all over your backpack. Let's see. Now, twice 12 leagues they had passed over the plains of Rohan. Was it Legolas that says we need another rest? And Gimli's just tired with his short little legs. He just wants to sleep. Oh, gosh. Um, Intense focus on your face. It said twice 12 leagues? Yeah. Where did that line go? Are you looking up how far that is? That is 72 miles. Holy! 72 miles that they have run in basically like two and a half days. 72, 72. Damn. Yeah, because a league is Ooh. three miles. Oh, that's why you're looking so intently. You're doing math. Yeah, I was doing that. I, was, I, was, I wasn't doing math. I was pulling up my calculator on my pulling computer into a calculator. to do the math. The poor little Gimli will let us go on. My legs must forget the miles. They would be more willing if my heart were less heavy. Oh, as they keep running, they notice that the it is a red sun, it is a red dawn that crests as they wake up from one of their sleeps. And Legolas yells, awake, awake, it is a red dawn, strange things await us by the eaves of the forest. Good or evil, I do not know, but we are called. Awake! All I can think of is in Legend of Zelda. Link, the red moon has risen. <laughs> oh no. Evil is afoot. They're still marching. There's a good just... It's a lot of running. There? 10, uh, 20. Running, describing where they are. Being tired. Aragorn putting his ear to the ground. Mm -hmm. Running again. Finally, they do catch a glimpse of uh, riders. Uh, he cast himself upon the ground and listened again intently. <laughs> just that idea makes me giggle of him just like stopping and freezing. Hands up, saying no one move, and they're just falling to the floor. I need, I need to do an like a Aragorn, fire drill. I need to do an Aragorn dress up for like Ren Fair next year, and then as we're walking around, I'll constantly just throw myself on the ground and be like, "Wait, I hear something." We should just do a fellowship cosplay at Ren Fair. I mean, I, I elf need to be Aragorn. Aragorn. Molly has to be a Hobbit. You know, Nate's gonna be Gimli. Yeah. Done. Perfect. Wonderful. Great. See we you next year. <laughs> see, you, see you next year, and then we never see we, you in May. I'm not. Ta we're not talking to each other till May. It's gonna be May. <laughs> Baby. Uh. Aragorn yells, "Riders!" And then Legolas's description with his keen elf eyes. Oh, he's just showing off at this point. Truly. There are 105. Yellow is their hair, and bright are their spears. Their leader is very tall. This motherfucker you, wins every time. Whenever like, they do those, like, guess how many jelly beans are in this jar? Like, this is like, 49! <laughs> he just does, like, a computer scan of the jar and knows. We got Rain Man over here. Good lord. And, he's, are... and, and Aragorn's like, 
keen are the eyes of elves? And Legolas was like, oh, they're only five leagues distant, no, meaning they're, they're 15 far. miles away. <laughs> oh, they're only this far. And what do they do? Do they wait? Do they run? Do they hide? 105. That's a lot of, a lot of trust. 105. Oh, and then Legolas again. There are three empty saddles, but I see no hobbits. Uh, Aragorn's like, so uh, we'll talk to them. Uh, we may get news from them. Or spears, said Gimli. Imagine playing I Spy with Legolas. Mm-hmm. And I do like also, I, I do like kind of like the dialogue between them. We may get news from them. Or spears. There are three empty saddles, but I see no hobbits. I did not say we should hear good news, said Aragorn. But evil or good, we'll wait it here. Sassy Aragorn. So they just kind of hang out, hang out, waiting for these riders to come by. And Gimli's uneasy. He's like, uh, what do you know about these guys, Aragorn? And he describes the Rohirrim kind of nicely in this. They are proud and willful, but they are true-hearted, generous in thought and deed, bold but not cruel, wise but unlearned, writing no books but singing many songs after the manner of the children of men before the dark years. So, you heard it here first. Eowyn is illiterate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also what I thought when I read this. I was like, they don't have books? They yeah. can't read? Yeah, they only have songs. They write? have bards. They don't have books. Ah, uh, well, I mean, only songs sounds delightful in another way, but no books. No wow. books. Couldn't be you. History is just lost if you don't... Well, oral traditions can pass down... Uh, like a lot of um, a lot of the oldest records humans have are from uh, Aboriginal people in Australia who have passed down uh, these oral histories uh, very like dedicatedly down the generations to the point that they're able to describe okay. animals that went extinct like so like thousands upon thousands of years ago that their like ans like their ancient ancient ancestors were aware of. So that's rad. Good analogy. The human mind is fantastic. So yeah, uh, as much as like we do rely on books in our modern era, uh, and it, they do, they are very helpful. Uh, oral traditions definitely deserve uh, a good uh, view in history. So you know what? Shout out to Rohan. So they basically wait for all these blonde boys to ride on by them. Because all of them have golden hair. And then Aragorn yells, What news from the north, riders of Rohan? And they immediately spin around and encircle them. That'd be kind of scary to be greeted with a 105 spears and bows and arrows and not know which way this could go. Mm -hmm. But they are confronted by the leader of this band of men, whose name is Eomer, son of Eomund. He is, I think, the third marshal of the Rittermark. Eomer is not in the movies? He is. I have no recollection of him. He's uh, Eowyn's brother. Uh, Carl Urban plays him. Eomer. Oh, this guy. Got it. Okay, 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 I'm caught up. Just didn't connect his name, because you know how I am with names. <laughs> but... Yeah, they are confronted by this man, Aomer, who's like, okay, you guys literally, because they were wearing their elvish cloaks, so they kind of blended in with the ground around them, and then when they just kind of popped up, 
it looks like magic. So they're like, are you elvish folk? And Aragorn's like, well, one of us is elvish. <laughs> uh, he's like, Legolas from the woodland realm. Uh, but we, we can't, we got these in Lothlorien. And Eomer's like, oh, gross, Lothlorien. I hear a witch lives there. And Gimlin's like, you How fucking rude. what? I took that personally. <laughs> give me your name, horse master, and I will give you mine and more besides. <laughs> Then Eomer, son of Eomer, third marshal of Rittermark, let Gimli the dwarf, Gloin's son, warn you against foolish words. You speak evil of that which is fair beyond the reach of your thought, and only little wit can excuse you. Ooh, And Eomer shoots back. Eomer shoots back. I would cut off your head, beard and all, Master Dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. Oh, bird, will Gimli return it? And then immediately Legolas steps up and is like, Oh, Legolas you better fucking step off. How dare you say those words to my boyfriend? Mm. And everyone's like, okay, let's take it down a few notches. Simmer down a notch. It is a 105 against three. Everyone's like, okay, but do you, are you a friend or foe of Sauron? And Aramir is like, I serve only the lord of the mark, Theoden, king, son of Thangu. We do not serve the power of the black land far away, but neither are we yet at open war with him. And if you are fleeing from him, then you had best leave this land. Uh, who do you serve? I am, I serve no man, said Aragorn. But, uh, they, they're both very kind of flighty when it comes to, like, talking about who they serve. It's like, who yeah. do you serve? Well, I serve the king. Who do you serve? I don't serve fucking anybody, but I do kill orcs. Um, he, and then he goes, he, he does something so fucking dramatic. Aragorn threw black back his cloak. The elven sheath glittered as he grasped it, and the bright blade of Anduril shone like a sudden flame as he swept it out. Elendil, he cried, I am Aragorn, son of Arathorn, and I am called Elisar, the Elfstone, Dunedan, the heir of Isildur, Elendil, son of Gondor. Here is the sword that was broken and is forged again. Will you aid me or thwart me? Choose quickly. Kimli and Legolas looked at their companion in amazement, for they had not seen him in this mood before. Truly, he he didn't hold back at all. And also the millions of names that he has, this is why I can't keep track of anyone ever. I We need to give you a bunch of names that you can just Ugh. introduce yourself to people with. <laughs> That'll take like a whole 15 seconds when people meet me. I am... Just start rattling every version. I am Tori of the I've House of had. Owens, daughter of... What's your dad's name? <laughs> Dexter. Daughter From of Dexter. From the hills of Tehachapi. I, I, I am the star-eyed maiden, the jewel of Tehachapi. None may cross me without first asking my leave. Oh my goodness. Dramatic. I do love, though, that like this is the first time Ghibli and Legolas have seen Aragorn in this kind of kingly, majestic light. And in his living face, they caught a brief vision of the power and majesty of the kings of stone. Well, it's also like seeing, like, someone you usually know as, like, being kind of chill and all right, get, like, really worked up. And you're just like, oh, just, <laughs> you don't know how to react. It's like if I got, yeah, if I got, if I ended mean. up seeing, like, you get really mad at something and I'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm scared. Tori's upset. Yep. If I'm upset, you know someone pissed me off. It's probably Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> probably Mr. Worldwide. 
<laughs> if ever I see you upset now, I'm the, my first thing is gonna be, <gasps> did you see a pit bull? <laughs> like, are you okay? Did you bump in him at Ralph's? Solid. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aomer's like, oh, shoot, you're legit. Yeah. These are indeed strange days, he muttered. Dreams and legends spring to life out of the grass. And then they're like, well, we've been chasing a band of orcs. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We killed all those fucking orcs. And we our friends, care of them. No we worries. found none but orcs. And then they're like, okay, but... They would be small, only children to your eyes, shot only, uh, unshod, but clad in gray. And Aomer's like, we didn't see any of them. There were no dwarves or children. And Gimli's like, we do not speak of dwarves or children. Our friends were hobbits. Hobbits? And Aomer's like, what the fuck is a hobbit? <laughs> I thought that was so interesting. This line of, uh, ha so Gimli says, these hobbits are halflings. And Aomer says, halflings? But they are only a little people in old songs and children tales out of the north. Do we walk in legends or on the green earth in the daylight? So they think hobbits aren't real? They're just like a mythical, like a cryptid? Kinda. Because you'll find out later, the hobbit language and the language the Rohirrim speak are tied. Hobbit is a form of a Rohiric word called hobitla. Okay. And hobitla means hole dweller. There's this whole thing where Mary gets really into Rohirric culture and starts realizing <laughs> that the hobbits and the Rohirrim, when the hobbits were still living in, like, not in the Shire, but, like, before they came to the Shire, they lived where the Rohirrim's ancestors, the Aotheod, uh, used to live up in the far north. And they had interactions, and their languages kind of mixed and melded together. And then when they split off, Memory of the Hobbits became more just, like, a legend of, like, oh. halflings are these odd creatures that, like, live in holes and grant wishes or something. Interesting. And was Mary getting really invested in this culture because of his new close uh, friendship with Eowyn? Sort of. And he starts to see Theoden, the king, as, like, a father figure. Ah. Okay, okay. That's so fascinating. I thought just like, hobbits were a species that everyone... When the group meets up again at the end of this book, you'll get to see more uh, more of the interaction uh, mm. between them. Uh, but I do love the response of, do we walk in legends or on the green earth in the daylight? And I love Aragorn's response of, a man may do both. For not we, but those who come after will make the legends of our time. The green earth, say mm. you? This is a mighty matter of legend. Though you tread it under the light of day. Wow. We can all be legendary. That's what I took from that. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, Aomer ends up being like, you guys are fucking weird, but you guys seem pretty trustworthy. So, here. Have these three horses. Because Oh, they also mention how Gandalf the Grey was their leader. And they're like, oh, Gandalf Greyhame is known in the mark, but his name, I warn you, is no longer a password to the king's favor. Yeah. He's kind of an outlaw because he stole a horse. Well, technically the king had said you could take any horse save my own horse, and then Gandalf chose the king of all horses, and they're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> like... <laughs> He stole a horse, essentially. Mm -hmm. Now he's salty. And, but now they 
only now get tidings that, oh, Gandalf's dead. And they're like, okay, that sucks, man. Yeah, because Shadowfax came back without his rider. And then the king is saltier because we can't ride him anymore because he won't answer to anyone. Mm-hmm. For now, the horse is wild and will let no man handle him. And Aomer ends up being like, I don't know what I can do for you guys because I have my own charges that I need to tend to. Uh, and they're like, okay, is it Sauron? He's like, no, Sauron isn't our problem right now. It's fucking Saruman who's causing problems on our western border. Yeah. It is, it, it is ill dealing with such a foe. He is a wizard, both cunning and dwimmer crafty, having many guises. He walks here and there, they say, as an old man, hooded and cloaked, very much to, like to Gandalf, as many now recall. His spies slip through every net, and his birds of ill omen are abroad in the sky. I do not know how it will all end, and my heart misgives me, for it seems to me that his friends do not all dwell in Isengard. But if you come to the king's house, you shall see for yourself. And he's like, will you come? And Aragorn goes, when I can, we still have our <laughs> missing friends that we need to find. Sorry, I'm still kind of on a mission to find these halfling cryptids that you didn't think existed. Did you see our friends? Th th they're two Bigfoots. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Littlefoot. Littlefoot. Even harder to find in the trees. Oh, li oh, Littlefoot was the name of the dinosaur from Land Before Time, wasn't it? I'm like, why yeah. did I hear Littlefoot before? Why do I have such fond memories of a little foot? Why do I want to eat leaves all of a sudden? Because <laughs> they make them look so fucking delicious. Uh, so it's a lot of it is just them getting directions from Aomer, who's like updating them on like what's happening in Rohan. They're really just gossiping in this mm -hmm. field. So what is your story? Oh, by the way, Bormir's dead. Um, Gandalf is dead. We're looking for our friends. You have a mission, but here, have some horses. Uh, here, be some horse girls. Well, and they get to the point where Aomir's like, technically, but according to the law, I need to bring you to stand before the king because you're technically trespassing in our kingdom. And Aragorn goes, uh, I don't think your, uh, I do not think your law was made for such a chance, nor indeed am I a stranger, for I have been in this land before, more than once, and ridden with the host of the Rohirrim, though under another name, and in other guise. You I have not seen before, for you are young, but I have spoken with Eomund, your father, and with Theoden, son of Thangil. Never in former days would any high lord of this land have constrained a man to abandon such a quest as mine. My duty is, at least is clear, to go on. Come now, son of Aomond, the choice must be made at last. Aid us, or at the worst, let us go free, or seek to carry out your law. If you do so, there will be fewer to return to your war, or to your king. I love how he is basically like, hush child, I am your elder. Yeah, he's like, because like, Aomond's like early 20s in this. He's like 23, 24, and Aragorn's like, a blonde I am teenager 88. Punk. He's like, I may look like a rugged 40-year-old. I am 88. I know your father. Mm -hmm. I know your fucking granddad. I knew <laughs> I knew your king's father. So listen, bro, let me go. Yeah. Uh, so they... Amor kind of decides... Yeah, he gives them the three both... spare horses because he's like, you guys seem mm -hmm. trustworthy. Uh, we both need to go. We both have a mission. And I love how uh, one of the members, Aothane, uh, who's a member of this 
riding party of Rohan goes, But who has heard of a horse of the mark being given to a dwarf? No one, said Gimli, and do not, tru do not trouble. No one will ever hear of it. I would sooner walk than sit on the back of any beast so great, free or begrudged. And Aragorn's like, okay, Gimli, you have to ride a horse. And Legolas goes, come, you shall sit behind me, friend Gimli. Then all will be well, and you need neither you need neither borrow a horse nor be troubled by one. Thank you. So they are given uh, two horses. Hasufel is given to Aragorn, and Arod is given to Legolas and for uh, Gimli to ride. Uh and Legolas is like, take off his saddles and reins. I need them not. And he just jumps on the horse bareback. And then he just he just speaks to it. Yeah. And it does what he says. And it finally ends with them basically promising that once they have found their friends or signs of that their friends are dead, then they will return the horses to Edoras, the capital of Rohan, and account for themselves. Uh, this is very important because Aomer is kind of sticking his reputation on this because yeah. by all rights he should be arresting them and bringing them straight to the king instead he's giving them horses and trusting them to then bring them back and also account for mm -hmm. themselves what was the name Fuck. of the capital he said <laughs> I'm gonna have a counter for how many times you've dropped the pipe that's three that's three times <laughs> uh, Edoras is the capital Edoras. of Rohan okay and then with that, Aramir says, We shall see so many strange things of chance that to learn the praise of a fair lady under the loving strokes of a dwarf's axe will seem no great wonder. Farewell. Yeah. Uh, Gimli and Aramir have this kind of friendship where they both kind of argue about what woman is fairest in the world. And Gimli's always <laughs> standing by Galadriel being the fairest. Of course. Uh, and Aomer is constantly, he's not really pro any other particular woman. Instead, he's like, nah, she's a witch. I don't, I'm not about that. And Gimli's like, how dare you? How fucking dare you? In front how of my three you? hairs? How dare you? <laughs> In front of my three hairs. In front of my salad? And they part. Yep. Aragorn dismounts and puts his ear to the ground again. <laughs> they follow the path from which the Rohirrim came, and eventually they get to a place where basically all these orc bodies that the Rohirrim slew were dragged to this big pile and burned and must have smelled God. nasty what as a, hell. Yeah, what a scene, what a smell. Mm -hmm. Why would they stay and camp there overnight? The tides are sleepy. Sleepy boys. <laughs> uh, but they do, they have no trace of Merry and Pippin. And Gimli goes, we can do no more. We have, we have been set many riddles since we came to Tolbrandir, but this is the hardest to unravel. I would guess that the burned bones of the hobbits are now mingled with the orcs. It will be hard news for Frodo if he lives to hear it, and hard, too, for the old hobbit who waits in Rivendell. Elrond was against their coming. But Gandalf was not. But Gandalf chose to come himself, and he was the first to be lost, answered Gimli. His foresight failed him. Yikes. Uh, but there, again, Aragorn is like, we can't make any decisions now because the light is getting darker. I can't, I can't make Heidner hair. I need to wait for the morning to really make my judgments. We're going to camp here, and then when the morning comes... 
I I will take a look. So they set up camp and get a little mystery guest. Just a little a little mystery, a little slender man, if you will. Mm-hmm. A little way beyond the battlefield, they made their camp under a spreading tree. It looked like a chestnut, and yet it still bore many broad brown leaves of a former year, like dry hands with long splayed fingers. They rattled mournfully in the night breeze. Gimli shivered. They had brought only one blanket apiece. Let us light a fire, he said. I care no longer for the danger. Let the orcs come as thick as summer moths round a candle. If those unhappy hobbits are astray in the woods, it might draw them hither, said Legolas. And it might draw other things, neither orc nor hobbit, said Aragorn. We are near to the mountain marches of the traitor Saruman. Also, we are on the very edge of Fangorn, and it is perilous to touch the trees of that wood, it is said. But the Rohira made a great burning here yesterday, said Gimli. And they felled trees for the fire, as can be seen. Yet they passed the night after safely here, when their labor was ended. There were many, said Aragorn. And they do not heed the wrath of Fangorn, for they come here seldom, and they do not go under the trees. But our paths are likely to lead us into the very forest itself. So have a care. Cut no living wood. There is no need, said Gimli. The riders have left chip and bow enough, and there is dead wood lying in plenty. He went off to gather fuel and busied himself with building and kindling a fire. Aragorn sat silent with his back to the great tree, deep in thought, and Legolas stood alone in the open, looking towards the profound shadow of the wood, leaning forward as one who listens to voices calling from a distance. When the dwarf had a small bright blaze going, the three companions drew close to it and sat together, shrouding the light with their hooded forms. Legolas looked up at the boughs of the tree reaching out above them. Look, he said, the tree is glad of the fire. It may have been that the dancing shadows tricked their eyes, but certainly to each of the companions the boughs appeared to be bending this way and that, so as to come above the flames, while the upper branches were stooping down. Brown leaves now stood out stiff and rubbed together like many cold cracked hands taking comfort in the warmth. There was a silence, for suddenly the dark and unknown forest so near at hand made itself felt as a great brooding presence full of secret purpose. After a while, Legolas spoke again. Helleborn warned us not to go into Fangorn, he said. You know why, Aragorn? What are the fables of the forest that Boromir had heard? I've heard many tales in Gondor and elsewhere, said Aragorn. But if it were not for the words of Celeborn, I should deem them only the fables that men have made as true knowledge fades. I had thought of asking you what was the truth of the matter. If an elf of the wood does not know, how shall a man answer? You have journeyed further than I, said Legolas. I have heard nothing of this in my own land, save only songs that tell how the Anodrum, that men call Ents, dwelt there long ago, for Fangorn is old, old even as the elves would reckon it. Yes, it is old, said Aragorn. As old as the forest by the Barrow Downs, and it is far greater. Elrond says that the two are akin the last strongholds of the mighty woods of the Elder Days, in which the firstborn roamed while men yet slept. Yet Fangorn holds some secret of its own. What it is, I do not know. And I do not wish to know, said Gimli. Let nothing that dwells in Fangorn be troubled on my account. They now drew lots for the watches, and the lot for the first watch fell to Gimli. Others lay down, 
almost at once sleep laid hold on them. Gimli, said Aragorn drowsily. Remember, it is perilous to cut bough or twig from a living tree in Fangorn, but do not stray far in search of dead wood. Let the fire die, rather. Call me at need. With that, he fell asleep. Legless already lay motionless, his fair hands folded upon his breast, his eyes unclosed, blending living night and deep dream, as is the way with elves. Gimli sat hunched by the fire, running his thumb thoughtfully along the edge of his axe. The tree rustled. There was no other sound. Suddenly Gimli looked up, and there just on the edge of the firelight stood an old bent man, leaning on a staff and wrapped in a great cloak. His wide-brimmed hat was pulled down over his eyes. Gimli sprang up, too amazed for the moment to cry out. At once the thought flashed into his mind that Saruman had caught them. Both Aragorn and Legolas, roused by a sudden movement, sat up and stared. The old man did not speak or make a sign. Well, father, what can we do for you? Said Aragorn, leaping to his feet. Come, and be warm if you are cold. He strode forward. The old man was gone. There was no trace of him to be found near at hand, and they did not dare to wander far. The moon had set, and the night was very dark. Suddenly, Legolas gave a cry. The horses! Horses! The horses were gone. They had dragged their pickets and disappeared. For some time, the three companions stood still and silent, troubled by this new stroke of ill fortune. They were under the eaves of Fangorn, and endless leagues lay between them and the men of Rohan, their only friends in this wide and dangerous land. As they stood, it seemed to them that they had heard, far off in the night, the sound of horses whinnying and neighing, and all was quiet again, except for the cold rustle of the wind. Well, they are gone, said Aragorn at last. We cannot find them or catch them, so that if they do not return of their own will, we must do without. We started on our feet, and we have those still. Feet, said Gimli. But we cannot eat them as well as walk on them. He threw some fuel on the fire and slept down beside it. Only a few hours ago, you were unwilling to sit on a horse of Rohan, laughed Legless. You will make a rider yet. It seems unlikely that I shall have the chance, said Gimli. If you wish to know what I think, he began after a while. I think it was Saruman. Who else? Remember the words of Eomer? He walks about like an old man, hooded and cloaked. Those were the words. He has gone off with our horses or scared them away, and here we are. There is more trouble coming to us. Mark my words. I mark them, said Aragorn. But I marked also that this old man had a hat, not a hood. Still, I do not doubt that you guess right, that we are in peril here, by night or day. Yet in the meantime, there is nothing that we can do but rest while we may. I will watch for a while now, Gimli. I have more need of thought than of sleep. The night passed slowly. Legolas followed Aragorn, and Gimli followed Legolas, and their watches wore away. And nothing happened. The old man did not appear again, and the horses did not return. Ooh, spooky. What a spooky cliffhanger to end on. It's an old, it's just, it's like all like the, it's like the hitch uh, hiker uh, ghost stories of like, oh. We picked up an Let's old man, man, and then we looked in the rearview mirror, and he was gone. He was gone. And they think it was Saruman, but he wore a hat instead of a hood? Yeah. I don't know what difference that makes, but apparently <laughs> it makes a Someone difference. Someone with a hat can't be evil. 
Hat people are only hooded people are evil. Never trust a hooded person. Hat people though <laughs> love a good hat person. Uh, but yeah, there there's all sorts of like fun elements at the end of this chapter. Uh, one of the things I love is another elf thing with you. Legless already lay motionless, his fair hands folded upon his ah. breast, his eyes unclosed, blending living night and deep dream, as is the way with elves. Elves not really sleeping, and it kind of reminds me of the lore with D and D of like elves only needing four hours, it, four hours yeah. for a long rest, and they're not asleep when they do it; they're meditating. Yeah, they just out here vibing. Yeah, <laughs> elves live off vibes. <laughs> That's why I'm an elf. Good yeah. vibes only. I'm the vibe elf. Behold <laughs> my vibes. And they um they kind of failed the one job that they had, which was to bring these horses back. Yep, the horses, and they lost them the and horses like, are gone. But they're at the same not time even a full day later. At the same time, you can also understand because they're like, okay, well, we're probably gonna have to walk into the death forest, so it's not like they're gonna be able to just come on back anyway. Yeah. And I, I, I also especially love how they're like, uh, Gimli at first is like, horses? God, I fucking hate horses. And when the horses are driven away, he's like, oh no, the horses! And Legas is like, I thought you didn't like horses. It's like, shut <laughs> up. Little tease. But something scary just happened, and Legas is over here teasing Gimli. Yeah. He's just making him feel better after he saw a little ghosty. And I, I love how the most scaredy cat of the three of them would definitely be Gimli. And it's him who's on watch when the fucking ghost old man appears. Of course. Yep. And he's just like, zoinks! <laughs> on a cliffhanger, and I gotta wait. I'm picturing Aragorn in Fred's outfit. Legless in Daphne's outfit. Oh my gosh. And Gimli in fucking Shaggy's outfit. Da, da. But yeah, Tolkien can write some spooky shit when he wants. Just saves it for the very end of the chapter after 30 pages of scenery. They walk, they walk, they walk. Spooky old man. They row, they row, they row. Death. Death. It's like the, have you seen that one meme song? Where it's like, they walk, 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 walk walk somebody's following them walk 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 no i haven't that um, is them. i will show you after after we're done recording oh my it's, god it's incredible that was this chapter that was, that this, was chapter. this chapter uh <laughs> so yeah i mean that's that's it but it is it is constant cliffhangers of like what happened to the hobbits where are they mm-hmm. are they dead and it is also you very sad when they talk about oh maybe they're dead that's gonna fuck with frodo really hard and then gimli brings up bilbo back in rivendell as the old hobbit and it's like oh lost gandalf his bud and now some of his hobbits that would that's some sad news to return that would definitely be sad news to return uh but but don't worry we're only we only finished chapter two that's only chapter two we still still got a bunch ahead yeah in fact, the next chapter, the Urukai, we switch to Merry and Pippin's point of view and find out what happened to them. Ooh. Exciting. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. 
as always, special thanks to Wool for uh, drawing our cover art, our lovely Legless and Gimli cover art. And as always, special thanks to Jack Hook for composing our intro and outro music. As always, you can join our Patreon for $5 and $10 tiers for more content, or just hang out with us. That's also another option. Uh, I will definitely, I will be at the Baggins Birthday Bash here in Los Angeles in Griffith Park. On Saturday, on the 23rd. 23rd. Yes, the 23rd. Uh, you will not be here. Sadly. No, we should get stickers. You will be in Italy. I'm looking to stickers for you to pass out. Ooh. Yeah, it's in two weeks. Uh, also, when's your birthday? How quickly can we commission stickers? It is the 19th. 19th. Yep, when do you so leave? It'll be Thursday. This Thursday. Okay. Let's see. We can do something when you get back. Or, yeah. unless you have something else planned. No. When I'm back. When you're My back. schedule is... <laughs> I like, can't be like, off vacation. Paul, don't even joke with me right now. I am this close. My schedule is like... <laughs> all over. It's, it's so bad that you had to schedule an ep- a re- episode recording on fucking 9-11. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for listening to, our, for listening shit, to our shit, guys. We love guys. you so much. Love you. Ba-da-da. Ba-da-da.